Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the three basic elements of leadership DNA. Arturo, what are those three elements? Well, I mean, the way that I've determined it or we've determined it and the way that I think that we see it is is, um, shedding ego, developing self-awareness, and cultivating strong interpersonal skills. And so, you know, I, I like to, you know, as we were get embarking on this uh, podcast again and kind of getting the engines fired up, I think it's really important to really kind of go back to the origin and really kind of dive in deep into what exactly makes a strong leader. And I think that these are three of the foundational pieces that are critical for strong leadership. Totally agree. And let's start with shedding the ego, which is actually one of the most challenging things for many leaders where you're putting the success of the team or the whole over, uh, this is what I want as a leader. So unpack this a little bit more about how you see shedding the ego. I mean, listen, it's it's probably one of the more difficult things to do. But, um, you know, when you see and you look at some of the some of the individuals, whether it's coaches or, or uh, you know, other figures that have, uh, you know, strong leadership skills, getting rid of ego and, and approaching communication with a team or individuals or even yourself and, and just removing and removing the ego and going to a very selfless place. Removing that selfishness is very tough for people to do. It's extremely critical because I think that once that happens, you really start creating a safety zone. You start creating an environment for you to actually be able to have real authentic conversations with your team. Um, it It allows the people around you that you are uh, hoping to lead um, to be a lot more receptive to the message and it really fosters and builds trust. Yeah, 100%. And there's a few key words when I think about shedding the ego. And one of my favorite books around this is The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And and most of Ryan Holiday's books are just top-notch and everything. But Ego is the Enemy is a great one because it's specifically drilling into this. But as a leader, there's definitely an openness that you want to have to empower your team. And Arturo, you and I, uh, we love sports. And when you see the best teams that win championships, they have to shed the ego. And I think uh, one simple example would be uh, when the Boston Celtics won with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. KG was the man at Minnesota, but he wasn't winning. Paul Pierce was the man in Boston. Ray Allen was the man pretty much everywhere that he went. And their ability as a team to shed the ego in the name of the whole. And I know this is the same thing that had to happen with LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosch down in Miami. And we can take pages from sports teams on how we can look at the team as a whole in the um, guise of the larger goal for us. And with that, you empower other people because for those teams 
their entire success wasn't just based on that because there's role players that come along the way. The Shane, the Shane Battiers of the world, the James Posey's of the world who contributed in a way, but they know from a leadership perspective, listen, we're all in this together. And one of the key words for me around shedding the ego is servant leadership, where you as a leader, you can shed your ego by wanting to serve those on your team. Correct. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. And I mean, you mentioned all these examples of, uh, you know, great sports teams and outcomes, but behind those players was also a very um, unselfish coach that was on the sideline that managed to convince these individuals to give a part of themselves up to actually be able to commit to the team. And so that, that's, that's really what it is. It's um, it is that uh, commitment of giving, giving up, self to kind of communicate and to come into this larger group and it's a very very critical part of of leadership and you can't you cannot build trust with individuals if you are an ego driven leader yeah 100% and uh tim grover in the book relentless says everything is labeled number 1 and the next thing that we're going to get to is developing self-awareness. And while all three of the elements that we're going to share are number one for being a better leader, to me, developing self-awareness is literally the foundation of all of this. And I go back to the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. I think it was 13 years ago. And in my old life, I was selling digital advertising sales and I was very successful at it. I made very good money, but I didn't wake up every single day looking forward to slinging banner ads and text links. And my dream was to get paid to talk about sports for a living. Man, I would sit there at work just dreaming of that. And finally, I burned the ships went to zero and went all in on being a full-time creator and making my dreams happen. And when I was sitting there at zero, I sat there and I started to audit the success habits of the most successful people in the world. And I realized something that up until that point, it was 32 years of my life, not a single person in K through 12, four years of college, in a decade of corporate work, not a single person ever introduced to me the concept of self-awareness. It took me going to zero. And on that very first day, I so vividly remember sitting there and being like, holy smokes, everything is on me. And for a lot of people, that weight is too heavy. But for me, it was like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? Every single decision of my life is up to me when I wake up, when I go to bed, what I read, what I do, what I eat. Do I work out? Who am I working with? Every single thing. And that single moment changed the rest of my life and unlocked me to becoming the leader that I am today. And Arturo, I'm curious, how do you develop self-awareness for others? Because we as leaders, uh, I think for the people listening to this, this is an absolute, we all have self-awareness, but in leading other people who may or may not be self-aware. I mean, you know, some of the exercises that I've done over the years, um, one, you know, if I, you know, as, as a leader, I, I really intend to have strong relationships with, with the team that I'm, that I'm leading. And I think that honest conversations with, with those individuals is, is really critical. And I think that um, in those honest conversations, we are constantly trying to present them with facts and reality 
towards who they are as a representative of themselves and who they are, you know, potentially to the team. And some some people live honestly. There's there's individuals that that get hung up on this and really can't get past it because they live in what I would call as an alternate reality in terms of you know the person that they really are and the way that people are perceiving that individual are two totally different you know they're on two totally different levels and some of the things that i've done in the past some exercises are um you know you get into some 360 uh interview opportunities which are which are interesting and unique and not everybody's open to that um but uh you know when there's times and opportunity to to have real dialogue with some of the some of the individuals that i'm trying to cultivate um there's a q and a um uh, format that I present to them that allows them to actually give some feedback about themselves in a very kind of solitary type of environment. So they go and they uh, basically draft um, what they think they are as far as a contributor to the team and uh, and how they've grown and how they've developed and and you know perhaps give some insight as to what they what they think the team thinks of them. And it's a great exercise because I, it it seems to flush out some realities. But you know, if somebody can't get past the first step, which is shedding of ego, this next portion of developing self-awareness is really difficult. Yeah, which this naturally segues into the third element, cultivating strong interpersonal skills. So when you shed the ego and then you become self-aware, uh, I think about my own journey. Once I became self-aware, I started to audit the most successful people that I aspired to be like, and I kept hearing the same thing over and over again. The average CEO reads 60 books a year. The average CEO reads 60 books a year. And I sat there and I had to hear it 10, 15, 20 times before it finally dawned on me. And it was like, dude, if you want to create and do amazing things like these people, maybe you want to think about doing this. And this is when the second light bulb went off for me that changed my life forever. And I adopted a growth mindset where I'm not trapped in this position, this fixed mindset, but I can always make things better. And in the process, this is where I started to cultivate and develop and quite frankly, get an insatiable hunger for developing these uh, interpersonal emotional skills for myself to be better in all areas of my life. And Arturo, what I love about what you just said is this can be very formulaic from the Q&As to the interviews and in my world in personal growth coaching, I build programs and have conversations around uh, taking people through these various levels because I've experienced what it's like to not have this. I also know what it is like to have this and we can then diagnose all the different interpersonal skills that you either want to cultivate. So from a positive or here's a roadmap or a choose your own adventure, which of these would you like to work on now knowing that there's levels to this game? Yeah. And so, you know, when we talk about the, you know, this third component, and I actually do feel that they are in order. Uh, I, I really feel that shedding ego and developing self-awareness and then moving into cultivating strong interpersonal skills is, is, is really the, the, trajectory that these things need to happen or the way that the the organic flow of the way that this happens and so um you know once once you once you get to a point where you have developed self-awareness you understand your weaknesses your strengths areas of improvement and it i think really allows you to have um authentic 
close conversations with people. And when I, when I, what I mean by that is that when you're leading people, when you're going to get, when you're trying to get the most out of that individual, where you're trying to get them to become a better version of themselves, it really requires authenticity, closeness, and trust. And I think that you cannot do that unless you have the interpersonal skills. And, and by the way, having the interpersonal skills at a level that really moves the needle from a leadership standpoint requires you to care. It requires you to care so deeply and so greatly about the outcome of this individual. And how, so how do you get there? Well, you have to have shed ego. It's not about you. It's never going to be about you. It's always about the team. It's always about that individual. And so when you can get to a point where you honestly wake up in the morning and the things that are on your mind are less about you and more about the team and more about how you're going to help those individuals overcome certain things, well, that's, that's, where, that's really where the magic begins to start happening. And, you know, I have specific examples literally occurring right now in some of the businesses that I, you know, that I have, um, where we're trying to overcome certain things and we're trying to get certain individuals to the next level of leadership. And all this stuff that I'm talking about is really kind of playing out. I, I would, I would like to think that as a leader, I, I'm at a, at a spot where, you know, ego has kind of been set aside and that, um, you know, that I approach things from a, from a very selfless manner. And, and I think that that's the case. Self-awareness, it's, it's again, it's, you know, as a, as a strong leader, you, you have to have it. But right now, what I'm, what I'm really working on is developing these relationships with these individuals so that I can get certain concepts through their barriers and what show them little by little how, how just subtle changes in the way that they manage their people and the way that they speak and the way that they carry themselves, how that's going to have a tremendous impact on the outcome. 100%. And you just said to me probably the most valuable thing at the very end, the way that they speak. So for me as a coach and a master creator, uh, your ability to speak anything into existence, abracadabra, I create as I speak. Two of the declarations I speak every single morning. Number one, I am that I care the most. Because imagine if the entire world was filled with people who cared not only about themselves and their family, but about everybody else. And I've got a, an emoji of a heart right there. And I envision my heart just going out to the world because I legitimately care about everyone, even people that I don't know because that's a state of being. And then number two, I am that I bring magic to life. And I sit there and I say to myself, I have a positive impact on people even if I'm not in the room and even if I don't know it. And Arturo, uh, the reason why we're doing this Leadership DNA podcast is a perfect example of this, that from a selfless leadership standpoint, I wanna share my heart, my knowledge, my experiences with other people. And I truly believe we all have the ability to impact others with our language. And when you change your, la you change your language and become more aware of it, it'll change your entire world and reality. And so much of the work that I do with people, especially early on in the process of the coaching, is around the, the power of language because where this really gets caught for people is in their self-talk, more specifically their negative self-talk. And they allow the stories and thoughts that don't serve them 
to then become a reality in the things that they speak into their life and then the inputs that they have and all of a sudden there's this negative loop whereas we also have the ability to design this in our favor where if you become sharper with your language where you slow down for a second and you understand the words that you're speaking into the world now you have so much more power as a leader to create things that are going to ultimately get what you want more of in your life thousand percent and it's you know we we are going to be talking about some great concepts and some very interesting you know leadership attributes and 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 coaching throughout the next you know over the next year as we dive into this podcast deeper but it's really hard to get to those next levels if you really can't understand these three concepts because this is this is critical this is 101 this is the 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 real dna if you will in terms of how leaders have uh, transcended incredibly difficult periods of time to motivate individuals to get to the next level, and and you know when you, so not a lot about what we what we talk about on this podcast is about entrepreneurial uh, behavior because this is less about business. This is more about coaching. This is more about leadership. This is about uh, the human connection. But you know when you have stories of of teams, sports teams, or businesses that have overcome extraordinary, um, you know, difficulties or extraordinary circumstances to get to a place where they can win. It's because there's strong relationships in a culture and a vision that was shared. And you can't transmit a vision without being able to communicate or without people trusting you. And so how do you present information for people or present a guiding light for people to follow you have to have that authentic, you have to be in a spot where real authenticity is being delivered. And that only comes after you've shed ego and you've had a strong introspective look at, at what where your position is from a self-awareness standpoint and then building these relationships. It's, it's very critical. You can't do it without it. And Arturo, the way that we love to end our episodes is with an action item or a takeaway. That way you can actually do something or from our perspective, something that really resonates that we wanna hammer home. And I'll actually get this party started. And for me, this is around systems and processes. So as you hear about these three key parts to leadership DNA, I'm very formulaic about these because systems scale. And Arturo, you talked about whether it's forums or what are the one-on-ones that I'm doing to build these relationships. I would encourage you to audit yourself and say, do I have systems and processes in place to make sure that I am developing the leaders formulaically through each stage of these things? And if not, I encourage you to start building out that architecture because systems scale and that is also true for leaders. Arturo, what about you? What is your action item or takeaway? I mean, I think, you you know, you kind of mentioned it, but it's, you know, I think um, if you're going to, you know, if you can get down to a point where you're journaling and you're really having an inner, you know, again, a dialogue with yourself about who you are and what you represent and potentially trying to understand what you represent from, from other people's perspective, I think it's a good start. And I think it's, listen, we, we, at the core of what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the truths. You know, if we're living a fallacy or we're living a fake life, then again, we're not, we're not 
we're not moving towards getting to this point where you can begin to lead other people. You really have to understand the truths of who you are. And I think a lot of that comes from, from, you know, having a honest dialogue with yourself. I would say once you get past that part, if you have people that are close to you, they could be family members, they could be friends, ask them if these things are accurate. Ask them if these things are true and try to understand what the perspective is from other people about how you act and behave. And if the perspective is that there's room for improvement, well, chances are there's room for improvement and there's always going to be room for improvement, but you really have to continue to work on these specific things to get to this next level. And we would love to hear from you about this. You as a leader, how do you see each of these three key elements. Do you have examples in the way that you've implemented this into your business? We truly love to interact with other leaders and hear your mindset and your actions around this. Arturo, where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, the easiest place is going to be on LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez LinkedIn. And on my end, you can also hit me up at Rob Cressy on LinkedIn or Instagram. And if you're someone who is looking to build out these systems and processes and this foundation for you and your team around these three levels, drop me a line, rob at robcressy.com. I've built a lot of architecture around this from a leadership development and a course and a training standpoint. Would love to be in conversation, see how I can help you with your journey.